We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello. Welcome to Mavs Moneyball's Group Therapy. This is Kirk Henderson. And I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. You're joining me on another night where I don't have internet access. So apologies if the audio quality is shite once again. Uh, we're going to do our best to get through this because even though I missed the, my second game in a row, tonight I actually went to Zoo Lights with my family, um, this was such a catastrophic uh, game <laughs> that I think we had to get behind the mic uh, and talk it out a little bit. Um, I followed along with the game on GameCast. It seemed like the Mavericks were a little lethargic, but they were playing well, and then all of a sudden they started playing really not well. Uh, Luka Doncic got pretty tired of, of a non-call, argued this point a little bit too much, was kicked out of the game, thus ending his 20-point streak. Then Jason Kidd was kicked out. Then to add insult to injury, Dorian Finney-Smith um, – hurt himself an abductor strain, which is one of those wonky injuries, which he could be out for a week or he could be out for, you know, five or six games. Um, things are not good. And what we're going to see, uh, and really what we're already seeing is, you know, a team can only withstand so many injuries. Um, and this team in particular was already not built to withstand injuries. And it, it, Things are going to get worse before they get better is, is the thing. Um, there's a lot of takes, a lot of opinions out there. I want to hear them. Let's come up on stage and, and fire away. Going to bring up, uh, bring up my guy Grayson first. Grayson, welcome. Hey there. Uh, I'm just going to make it quick. I have a question, Kirk. What does Jason Kidd even do? I don't know, man. I don't know. He, he, he's – He's a systemic part of the problem, um, but he's not been a particularly good coach this year is, is what I 
I just don't understand. It seemed like in the playoff run last year, he was making adjustments or at least doing something. I mean, I have a hard time believing it was just the team coaching themselves through that, but I don't, I don't know, man. Like I wouldn't be surprised if they moved on from him by the end of the year, just cause I don't, I don't know what he's doing anymore. They should, but I don't think they will. Cuban is loyal past the point of making sense. We've seen that with everything that's going on with this team, what we know about the fuckery of team building, you know, going back to, you know, Harald Bavulgaris was a, a, an, a like kind of a, a shadow GM before he was even hired. Donnie doing his own thing for several years. Cuban doing his own thing apart from Donnie. You know, there's, they're not going to let go. Jason Kidd, I, I, I have a really hard time with this because it's really what I want to talk about almost all the time because I think that, that trading him out fixes – it starts to address problems, but he's not the whole problem. And it – you know, it's just this, this like they're in this this treadmill of, of mediocrity and then that, that's a, a, a term Cuban coined and it's incredible and there's really not an easy way out of this. It's, it's very – it's so frustrating, and I I don't really have a lot of positive things to say tonight, so I'm just going to end it by saying, you know, someone else should come up here and talk, but I, it's amazing. They've found a way to make me miss Rick Carlisle, so good, good on them for that, I guess. Well, thanks for hanging out, Grayson. Appreciate you getting us started. Yes, sir. Also, um, I meant to address this up front, so thank you guys for sticking with us through some of the Spotify, and really, it's actually Megaphone issues. Megaphone is our podcasting platform, and pretty much everyone that does this professionally uses Megaphone as a dispersal platform to other, you know, to basically all the different, you know, uh, Spotify, Apple, etc., and over the weekend, they started having problems, and because it was a weekend, they weren't fully staffed, they did not address the problem until this morning. Um, very frustrating for people who do content because a lot of this stuff's timely and you want to flow, uh, flow through it. But thank you to everyone. I probably got three or 400 messages letting me know that things were fucked. Um, I very much appreciate that. I, I always message me if there's something up because sometimes I just don't notice. Um, I don't do this full time and uh, you would be, you, you guys would enjoy some of the corners that I cut to make it through the day. Um, okay. Anyways. Let's go next to my man, Ruben. What's up, Ruben? Hey, what's up, Kurt? Yeah, man, I was kind of, like, disappointed. I think it was the – was it the uh, Cavs game? It was um, – everybody's podcast was messing up. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, no, nah, this game, like, man, I'm, like – I'm, like, at a weird point of the season, and, like, the trade deadline is going to clear a lot of things up for me. I'm not sure about you because if Seawood – and other expiring contracts are still on the team and you're not able to move them. Or if you think you're going to re-sign them, I would do it before the trade deadline. But like if Seawood is still on the team and we don't extend him and we don't get anything for him, how, how, how would that make you feel? I think it will be like just mud on the face of the, the whole organization to me. I, I feel very confident they are not going to re-sign him. I do not know why. And and I don't know. And so, Well, let me walk it back. I don't think they're going to extend him. I think they're willing to, to let this go to free agency and see what happens. Um, 
Now, how would I feel about that? I don't know. I've been, I, I, Ruben, I got to be honest with you. As a content creator, I'm not, I don't, I, I guess I fall in this like kind of gray zone of media because I don't go to games. I make it a point to not go to games. I have no interest in talking to the players and asking questions that aren't going to get answered or doing anything that like some of these guys that are professionals that are really good at it do. I just don't have that. I just don't have that inclination. I don't have the time. I have a real job to be, you know, I'm a Salesforce administrator. And one of the things that sort of like I lose my mind with is I feel perpetually fucking gaslit by people in every capacity between the Mavericks and the local media who are always telling me that no, it is not like it is the children who are wrong. You know, the, the, the fucking principal Skinner meme. And I, I, I don't know what to do with that anymore because I'm, I'm constantly second guessing myself when I didn't do this for work. I was pretty firm in my takes. And so I, I didn't let things sway me. And now where I am is I constantly feel like I'm missing something with what I'm told. And, and, you know, like even, even tonight I saw, it's like, oh, people are mad. Why would people be mad on the internet after a terrible loss to another terrible team? What are we doing here? Like, I'm sorry that I, that I live and die with every game. That's what fandom is. It's not like, there's a lot of people out there, what fandom is to me. There's a lot of fans who want to play Shadow GM and do all that stuff. That's not me. That's not me. I want to show up. I want to watch the game. I want to root for the name on the front. And if the name on the back is somebody I fall in love with, all the better. But that's why I'm here. And, and I get perpetually frustrated being told that, no, the things that you've seen done, that's not what you think. It's actually going to be just fine. I retweeted that, that, that thing that Cuban said about me on a different podcast tonight because I've been thinking about that so much where it's just like, what if you invested half the energy into telling fans that we stink into making the team better? What would happen? Would the team be better? I don't know, but I sure like to fucking see it. Yeah. I probably no, no, you did, man. I didn't know Cubes was uh, had your name in his mouth, but fuck that. No, it's fine. Out. Like I'm, like I am an ass to him. But again, Salesforce database administrator who runs a website which gets X number of page views a day. Why are you thinking about me? Think about your like multi billion dollar franchise, <laughs> right? <laughs> like it's and what you say is like nothing he hasn't heard from somebody else. No <laughs> shit, <laughs> like, I'm not original. That's hey, it shows how loud your voice, how 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 heavy a weight your words are. But you can take that how like with a grain of salt, or just you know, you know, lean into it. But I like how you're handling it by you know. Getting your green room popping, but I'll, I'll say this um, before I do have thoughts about the game, but that was just a thought. Um, you know, we had a conversation on on spaces where, um, hey, you got guys that are on uh, expiring contracts. I'm gonna be real mad if if we let Seawood go and walk, and he goes averages thirty points on another team, and we're stuck with our fucking dick in our hand and shit again. Um, but um, um, with this game. I'm sorry, like the staff and like it's making almost Mavs Twitter look good. You start C Wood with Luca in the first quarter. We we were up thirty to twenty one. Like I'm sorry, like this is we waited thirty, almost twenty, thirty, twenty five games 
for that lineup, not and that's not even my dream lineup. My dream lineup also has Josh Green in it with Seawood. Yeah, Josh. But- Josh is the thing, like the special sauce. Yes. Uh, my friend Matt Moore posted posted some stats about how those two look good together, and it's like I'm seeing it in the data. But the thing he left out is like Josh Green is involved in most of it. Exactly, and 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 they're being forced, their hand of being forced by injuries. It should never got to this point, Kurt. That's what that's what Mavs Twitter is pissed about. You wait to play the guys that you've seen been playing the best on the team, and just because of um, injuries, you're forced to play them in lineups that that have no backdoor to it or like no support to it. You're kind of you're forced of what they give you. But if it was earlier, we would have been way past this curve. We would have been knowing our best lineups. That lineup in the first quarter was great. I didn't like Luca's energy uh, to come out. He was kind of dry. He hit a couple threes. Reggie should never start again. Zero points, maybe, what, four rebounds? That was Josh's moment. But I'm hoping, you know, we get him back in the, in the next game. But I, I damn sure don't want to hear their staff or anything from the Mavs organization say, oh, we started to see what, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. we were, had a, uh, an 11-point, uh, what, a, a 10, 11-point lead in the first. Um, but the third quarter, we had them in foul trouble the whole damn near the whole quarter, Kurt, and I'm I'm looking at the staff. What are these players being coached to do right now? I don't know. It's like if you get in the bonus, attack, attack. That's attack, what I'm, I'm. I'm like I'm like is that a kindergartner like could have coached that team to tell them, and they went with a three point guard lineup, and all the point guards were just camped out by the three point, and when uh, C. Wood would get under the goal, he would pass out. I'm like, what are we, what are they being coached to do? I'm like, what, yeah, I'm like with the other guy, what is Jason Kidd being paid to tell these players, bro? It's like, it's maddening, but that's why that game went to shit. We had like 10 minutes of a quarter in the penalty with no fouls or not even an attempt to, to get to the basket, but that's why I had to get out that. But I'm going to be super pissed if we let these expiring contracts just expire and we don't flip them for something to pick or just to get more money, like with a Westbrook it's, trade to get $44 million It's really tough. It's really tough. I've, I've been, you know, I, I listen to a ton of podcasts, but I don't necessarily let – I try not to let those things influence my opinions. But one of the things that, like, Windhorse has mentioned twice the past couple of days is that at the moment – it does not seem like there are really picks to be had on the trade market, like period, um, which makes what, you know, any sort of thing Dallas would do like difficult. So now I say that it's December 19th. Trade deadline is sometime in February. A lot of time for negotiating points, but I just, I don't know what Dallas can do because, you know, Maxie's pretty valuable basketball player. Maxie's going to be hurt for a long time. Can't trade Maxie. Dorian, I think, still has a very positive reputation. Don't think they're going to trade Dorian, though. Um, I just – I don't know what they would do uh, in these circumstances. Oh, God, my dog is trying to keep part <laughs> But, but uh, Kurt – What is she doing? Oh, but, but, Kurt, so just to your point, at this point, you know, if we trade any of those type type of players – I mean, it's kind of punting on the season, but look at our record. Look, look at what we have right now. Look when we're at full strength. I'm, I'm not, I'm not giving up on this season, but it's just like 
I don't trust his coaching staff to put the players in the best position. So I'm willing to if if we can swing a Spencer and somebody else or something for like a um uh Miles Turner just to have him on the team and we know we can go over the tax just yeah. to resign him, we can All go over work, the yeah. tax. We can go over the tax to resign C Wood. You put those two together with Luca and I I feel like that's a brighter future and not, you know, fuck this season but It'll give us more more uh, flexibility in the future, but that's all I had, Kurt. Thank you. Appreciate you, buddy. Talk soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gotta let um, special guest jump the line here because he never comes in here anymore. Um, Xavier Santos, how are we doing, buddy? He's got to figure out how to use the app again. It's been so <laughs> long. He was a superstar on this app at one point, and then he went away, mainly because his phone died. Look, I'm like Haley's Comet. I make an appearance every three years, but when I do, it's a night to remember. I got this. So- you're you're going to love this because you and I both love these dogs. I got this knuckle-headed pity puppy here who is just trying to broadside my Christmas tree. Like she, <laughs> it, it, She's just like lunging at it. I'm I'm doing well, things considered. Thankfully, I didn't see the nice game, um, or I'd be a lot more upset. But look, I think we got to be realistic, right? And look, like you, I live in. I tried to be numb about the Mavericks this season. I try to lower my expectations, but I'm not gonna lie. Every loss is things. But we just got to be a, be realistic that our coaches are very good. And I remember I wrote a, a Jason Kidd column last very good. year, and I got. Sh- and I got shit on. Well, you, right? we, I mean, I, even, I killed you. I published that thing after the Clippers win, which was like the best win. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I, you know, but hey, I wrote it, so I owned up to it. But look, that, what I what we realized is this we don't have a we have a coach who wants to be a CEO. We have an offensive coordinator, we have a defensive coordinator, right? But as a CEO, when things aren't going well, you need to have a plan B. Right. You can't just go out there and just throw a 92 mile per hour pitch every every game and think that you're going to be able to strike people out. People know what we're going to do. We know we're fans. Right. We're not coaches. We're not we're not scouts. We know what plays are going to be run. Other teams anticipate everything that we do. So we just got to be realistic and realize, hey, look, this season, for better or worse, we're not making another Western Conference Finals run. It's just not going to happen. There is no magical move on the horizon. So if we want to see Jaden Hardy, if we want to see Josh Green start, that's great, right? I'm all for development. But then don't be upset when we lose games. We have to let those guys play through their mistakes and develop so that they can increase their value more than just playing 10 to 15 minutes a night would ultimately do. And it's got to be the the consistent minutes. But where people are coming from, X, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, is we're losing games anyways. That's why people want to see it. We have no margin for error, right? We didn't have, we really didn't have a margin for error last year. And that was with Brunson. We certainly don't have a margin for error this year. So look, it's just this what it is, right? And I remember, and I remember you pointed this out and, and, and you emphasized this. They keep referring to the Mavs as a young team, but when you look at the roster, we're not young at all, right? And so what, what did we know? Tim Hardaway Jr., Max Cleaver, Dorian Finney-Smith, Reggie Bullock, all of these guys are one-way players that if their the, their one skill starts to, you know, go back even, regress even a little bit, that's going to make all the difference in the world. So when you already don't have a, lot, a huge margin forever because you don't have a very dynamic roster, all of a sudden if everybody on the team because their aging is 5 to 10% worse, yep. 
Well, guess what? This is what's going to happen. And so now the only players that we have who can trend upwards are Josh Green, Jaden Hardy, and possibly Christian Wood. And that's more so about he's just a fucking knucklehead, right? So yeah. if, if we can get him to get his brain in the game, then he can make a difference for us. But look, we just got to punt this season. And that's not a choice. The, it's already been decided for look, us. We are this, not going to compete. That's the best part about this is like, I keep making like quiet tanking jokes because they're going to keep losing. This is not like if Dorian's out for any period of time, any period of time, that means Frank is going to play minutes. Frank is Stanley from the office. He cannot hoop. But, but wait, before that, Kirk, I think people severely underestimate how important Maxi Kleber is. To sure. Team. He's the key. He's like the, the keystone. Bro, he's the glue. Anytime Max Kleber wasn't in the game last year in the playoffs for us, all we were trying to do was just survive. We were just trying to survive, right? Because he's so versatile, the, the rim protection that he provides, his ability to guard big defenders, I mean, big, you know, big wings. He can even guard centers in certain lineups. Like, he's so versatile. But what people look at is his three-point shooting percentage and the fact that he's not as much of a winning shooter anymore. So people think, oh, Maxi stinks, get him off the court. No, if you know what you're watching, you know that Maxi is arguably one of our most important players. So we were screwed as soon as he tore his hamstring. Anything now was just icing on the cake, right? But look, a soft tissue Luca injury is probably the best thing that could happen for us. I don't want him to tear his AC or anything like that, knock on wood, nothing like that. But we should sit Luca and we should tank because if we're going to own our pick, Right? Then let's get the best pick possible in this year's draft. And then once once that pick to the Knicks conveys, now that's honestly that's gonna be the first opportunity we have to make an impactful move. All of these moves that are and honestly, I've kind of pulled back from Mavs Twitter just because the plays that I see us lusting after, I'm like, dude, they're not making a difference for us. We're not a Jordan Clarkson or a Mike Conley away. We're not these marginal players away. All you want to do is just reshuffle the shares. You want to trade one-way limited players for other one-way limited players, and you think that somehow that's going to raise our ceiling? No, right. what we need is more is more dynamic players. That's what and, we need. But, but you, you can't find those players that readily available. Well, you can't find it, and like this is not a one-off season issue. This is a compilation of things that have gone on for years, and they didn't. They because of of sort of the one-way issue with these players. They can't, it's exactly what you said. You're trading one problem in exchange for another. But what they also never have done, not a single time since 2019 when they re-signed a number of these guys, they haven't sold high. They, no, they have we, a complete I, inability to sell high. Kirk, the one thing that we don't do is we don't have any creativity as a front office. Sure. We don't make the type of move that set us up for success one, two, three years down the road. We never play the long game. We're always playing the short game. And unfortunately, there's no safety net when you play the short game, right? Nope. And so that's just what we keep seeing. They keep just running into a brick wall. And look, real quick, I know that a lot of fans are like playing powder or whatever, you know, keep the powder dry. I know I hate that. That has never worked. But guess what? Right. We have an organization that does not know how to draft, right? We don't know how to draft. And when you have an organization that doesn't have any assets, right? We're looking at Josh Green. It's like, if we could get back a, a highly protected first round pick for Josh Green, I'd be stunned. And he's probably our most valuable asset. Therefore, we have no assets. So we, you don't draft. You don't have assets to trade. Well, what's the other means of acquiring a difference making player? It's through free agency. Oh. And now, again, there's a 10 to 15% chance that you can actually sign a free agent. But I can tell you this, 
There's a 0% chance we're going to draft the next superstar. And right now, there's a 0% chance that we could trade for a superstar. We're not getting a Zach Levine. We're not getting no. any of these. We're not getting a Chris Middleton or any of these superstars. Or Ant I saw an article by Anthony Davis. Bro, we, can't, we couldn't even get in for Utah's fire sale, right? When they, were, when they were talking about sending off their vets, we couldn't even beat someone's offer for them. Right? We can't even take on somebody else's bad money. How are we've we going to buy somebody who's actually good? Come on. I'm surprised you didn't lead with this because we've ended up in the bird's right, bird rights trap entirely by trying to avoid the bird rights trap. <laughs> yes. And that, that, was a, that was a Brunson issue, right? Well, but, but, but not even just Brunson because it's when you – because you and I talked about this last offseason when they re-signed Timmy for a much lesser deal than he was offered with New Orleans. But you still were like – do you really want to do this? I remember this fairly clearly. And then you go and look at the Mavericks books and you think about what they were trying to do in 2019 whenever they re-signed KP and were basically trying to wait for Giannis. They wanted to have tradable assets at the beck and call to be able to make a move. And because the market just never materialized because Giannis re-signed, because why would he turn down a quarter of a billion dollars? Um, there was, there was no, there's really nothing for them to do. When you make these sort of linear pathways, it's just you end up here. Like it's it's I, I, I you know, we, we beat this horse into the ground, but you know, I, I think this year is this is just gonna be a very painful year. And they have some real decisions to make because I think I'm just to the opinion now, maybe they'll turn it around. Maybe they will. Who knows? Because I think Luca even if they do, we're we're just cannon father for whoever we face in the first round. But real quick to Peter's point that I'm basing my opinion off of a free agent office that doesn't exist anymore. Dude, why was Nico Harrison brought in? It wasn't because he's in Siberia. Yeah, he doesn't know the damn. Yeah, he doesn't know. Like Cuban undercut him in the open press opening press conference, basically being like, "Well, he's going to be learning for a while." (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, someone point me to the draft guru that we brought in, other than a Nike executive, who the main purpose of bringing him in was to leverage his connections in the industry, so that we could a convince people to come here as free agents. Nothing about. I don't know how you can do that when you don't have cap space, you don't have draft assets, and you don't have tradable assets. Bingo, which it's is why opinion, I would not like, be yeah. shitting on it. Right, you know it, that's nobody's fault. It's just it's like like it's it makes no sense. It's like it's like bringing in you know Patrick Mahomes to run a a a uh, an offense where none of the wide receivers have hands. Like you just it, it it completely destroys the point. Anyways, thanks for hanging out with us, Bob. No, no doubt, Kirk. Thanks. For- All right. Uh, okay, we're gonna go back to Micah because last night I had to cut Mike off because he sounded like. Um, he sounded like one of the Transformers, so we're going to see if his connection is a little better tonight. Micah, what's up, buddy? Is it better now? Can you hear me? Yeah. I think it was both you and my connection not working together. Oh, boy. It was, it was storming out where I'm at, so my connection kind of goes bad. I mean, um, well, I mean, it's same old, same old. It's uh, like my buddy Sean says, we're just – over here embracing the mid is like, um, but yeah, I think what she posted is just like, and they always talk about us and mass Twitter, but there's not one damn sports show that you can turn on where they're not saying, Hey, you need to get Lucas milk, but all of a sudden we're the assholes. Like we're the only ones that are saying this, like every other person in the nation, every other fan base, you talk to like because I watch a bunch of different games, and I talk to a bunch of different fan bases. They will, they all say the exact same thing about our team. Like, 
I mean, I don't know what it's going to take for them to realize it. I mean, part of me is wondering, is like the scary part of it is, do they just not care? Do they just not give a damn about putting a winning basketball oh, team out see, there? See, here's where I have to at least have a little bit. They care so much. They care so much. And with Cuban in particular, the tyranny of the urgent rules where he where where his head is in regards to this basketball team. The tyranny of the urgent is what has made this team where they are, and it has been out of nothing but passion. I have to get, at least give them that. It just has not worked because you know trading like like there it just hasn't worked. A lot of them like a lot of the things they did had rationale that I understood. It just none of it worked. None of it. I mean, the, the most successful offseason, the most successful move that they've made has been dra- drafting Reggie Bull or not drafting, trading, uh, signing Reggie Bullock. And right now, everybody wants to send him to the gulag because he can't hit a shot or play defense. I mean, it's tough. There's a lot of things that really haven't worked. Right. I mean, you, you can see the idea, but pretty much you can still trace everything back to 2019 decisions. Like everything that we did from there, and it's just, and well, you can see that with any anything. Like, I mean, real quick, talking about Minnesota. Now, it sucks that we got beat down that bad from them. But what are they thinking when they realize that their team is better when a hundred million dollars worth of capital is on the bench? Like, what are they thinking right now? Yeah. So it's, so it's just those bad mistakes. One bad mistake, and you're like, well, where and, do and we go from See, here? and that's really it. And that's where it's like, I when I'm not being hyper-emotional, I try to understand that this is not easy. It is not easy. No. I, I just no. have a hard time because it's like, one of the things I've learned over the years, and this comes from, like, national reporters that cover cover the NBA, is like, Getting meetings with free agents is so hard. That's why all this stuff gets done like weeks in advance because it's such a deep and difficult courting process. So like we're harder on the Mavs than we probably ought to be, but part of that is because Cuban and the team put out there that they're the greatest thing, you know, since sliced bread. And that's a marketing ploy. But like there's, to me, there's, there's like, if you're marketing to your fan base, that's one thing. And Cuban's always selling. He talks about it. But it's just, this is, it's, it's just such a frustrating thing because you see Luke out there getting attacked, getting kicked out, breaking that that point streak, which felt like it was pretty interesting and valuable. Um, and then you, it, it's just my question is, I just don't see like and I named the I named the, the show this. Like, I don't see where the bottom is. I'm not saying that the bottom's about to fall out and we're going to win like lose like 35 straight games, but. Last year there was a bounce point, like a dead cat bounce. Oh, no, dead cat bounce is, fa- is a fake bounce. Um, there was the the Sacramento game right around New Year's Eve. It was like December thirtieth, I think, where um, a guy named Me Too hit, who was like a twenty four percent three point shooter, hit a wide open three to to bury the Mavs. And I remember losing it after that game. I remember Bobby Corrala trying to explain to me the next day why it was the right basketball decision using a hilarious fantasy football argument. And then the Mavericks <laughs> won. The, it's, just, it's like he's – the argument was basically like you leave that guy open, like you take that chance like because he, he's such a bad shooter. I mean, I get it. I just hated the – I hated the logic even though he's probably right. 
Right. Um, right. Then they went on. Then they won like seventy percent of their games. And, and that's that, just not. Me, but that's that, that the whole thing. No, no, because our path started from that when we were starting Marquise Chris, Theo Pinson, and Charlie Brown. It's not. It's, it's, not it's not that bad to bounce right. back from this. This is why you can't you can't picture something like that. I mean, they're pretty much what I thought they would be. Like I figured they would be a six or seven seed somewhere in there, and I I will still argue to the depth of it that there are a couple of teams where even though the talent gap is a monstrosity, they still don't match up good against this team for whatever reason. And I don't, I really don't know why, but it's, that's what I've seen. For sure. Like, man. I don't think Memphis, I don't think Memphis beats us in a seven game series. Like, honestly. See, I, I'm in the same place. Like, there's a couple of teams that I just don't respect. <laughs> So I'm like, like it makes me wonder. It's like the the hopium in me is like, what if we play the the what if the eight seed Mavericks play the 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 Memphis the one seed Grizzlies? Like that's where that's kind of the copium where I'm at right now. We believe Warriors <laughs> and getting slaughtered in the second round, just like they did. Ethan in the chat. Ethan in the Ethan in the chat says Memphis would dog walk us and. I think that every time because of the talent, because I agree, like the talent is not, it, there's just no comparison between the two teams. But then Jean Morant has beat Luca one time, one time in his entire professional career. Luca is six and one against Ja, I think. So it's like, I can't get that kind of shit out of my head, even though I know he's like right on a, on a, uh, like sheer talent level. Like, it's like you you trade out Luca for for John Morant and the the Grizzlies are 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 like absolutely just based on style of play alone. So I don't know because his his style of play is what wins. That, that's how you know that I'm right. still a fan where I talk myself into shit like that. So right. well, thanks for hanging out but with us, buddy. I'm glad we got you up here. That would be that story. <laughs> but appreciate it. All right, talk soon. Okay, uh, we got a bunch of people waiting, so we're gonna fly through. Um, my 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 favorite optimist, Josh Brown. Good. How are you? Oh, okay. Went to Zoo Lights in Dallas and froze my ass off, uh, and then stared at some Christmas lights. Great. <laughs> that actually sounds romantic. It was fun. Me and my kid liked it. That was the key. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good uh, two two hours of fun but it's cold so what are we thinking tonight uh first off um the idea to have the idea that memphis would dog walk the mavericks is obviously from somebody who doesn't watch all the games um you have to watch all the games i'm a 25 year mavs fan if you've been watching the last Two seasons. Oh, everybody Dallas in just here watches to... those. We're all lunatics. I think I. It's just like right now. It's like <clears throat> the 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 Grizzlies are so good right now. But as we've seen, two thousand seven Mavericks fans stand up. Being good in the regular season doesn't mean. 
Yeah, but also it's it's like what you say. Styles make fights. So the list of teams that the Mavericks play really well is the Portland Trailblazers. They seem to love playing the Trailblazers. They love playing the Grizzlies. They also, until earlier this year, they love playing the Celtics. And I think that stands. I think so, too. Celtics are just unbelievable. They are fucking unbelievable. But right now, they're they're sputtering a little. They just got uh, Time Lord back. And they have to figure that out because these kind of things change change a season. Now, regarding the game tonight, fuck Rodney Mott. Uh, just, you know what? Tech Luca up. But don't eject him. Uh, yeah. And so so that was cool of Kid to go and get his back because people always say, like, Kid. First time. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, so. But, but other than that, uh, yeah, it, it, this was this was a frustrating game uh, to have, you know, people sitting for rest and then come back and uh, also, you know, just facing a Timberwolves team that is like seems to be really excited. And Anthony Edwards um, is dynamite. Yeah, he's so fun. Um, He's a little bit of a willful asshole. Did so as a Ma- as a Mavs fan, I'm not really feeling that. But if you were rooting for them, you would be feeling willful. That. Willful asshole. I'm going to text that to one of my Wolves friends. He's he's going to like that. Did you happen to see Hustle? <laughs> Did you happen to see the Netflix movie Hustle? You know what? I've stayed away from it, but I don't know why I've stayed away from it. But I know that you really like it, right? He's like he's such a magical sports villain in that movie, like. You walk away from it going, number one, I want I want the guy, the the um I want one of these like a number of these guys on my team. But yeah, you know, he's a he's a he's just such a shit. Will <laughs> Um Well basically I think that you know the Mavericks are in for a slog of the season and and it and it's just I don't know. It it you know, um, like you said, last year, suddenly they woke up and started winning, you know, I don't know what it was. It's like they just didn't lose. Like, I, I can count their they, – they lost 12 times after January 1st. It was crazy. So if you're a fan, you, you hold out and you hope that that's coming. Um, man, uh, why don't you play Bertans a little? <laughs> man, Davis Bertans, he just plays with – precise he, he's he'd probably be a wonderful guy to play pickup basketball with because he just guns i love it he plays so hard it's such a riot yeah he's 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 a, he's a likable dude um and he looked hella gassed because he was like, <laughs> yes well i don't want to keep i don't want to keep the this going yeah you know uh can't really listen to the the podcast on the apple um podcasting because what they do is they like cut off like at like 25 minutes in and just stop yes and that was a i i I mentioned that a little bit earlier that was our uh distributor it's it's a program called uh, megaphone and it did it for everyone that uses it like i interacted with this uh 
with this Rolling Stone podcaster over the weekend who was having problems because like everyone was trying to figure out what was what. Ah. So I think, I think if you were that much of a diehard to where you want to give it a try again, go like re-download and see if they work because they should ah. be working now. Ah, cool. Okay. I mean, but oh. personally, I wouldn't want to relive that pain, but I, I appreciate <laughs> your, your interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, well, I'll, I'll let, I'll let you go and, um, you know, uh, let's uh, let's hope for revenge on Wednesday. Yes, sir. Talk soon. Thanks, Josh. All right. Um, let's go to Brandon. What's up? Give Brandon a second here. There hey, we Kirk, are. Can you hear- How you doing? We could hear you. Okay, I'm back. Yeah, I'm, I'm slow. Sorry about that. Yeah, um, it's... <laughs> Kind of piggybacking off what somebody brought up earlier about the Mavericks contracts. I mean, man, they it's so top heavy with just average to below average players making a lot of money. I mean, you know, without with, with, without the Mavericks having any type of you know picks moving those contracts, even to a team that's just trying to tank, you know, that may just get rid of all their players is impossible. I mean, I I, I seriously doubt that the Mavericks would get anybody, you know, uh, any free agents. So the best thing they could do is, you know, pick up somebody in a trade. Um, like, I mean, just hypothetical, it probably never happened. Like, say Chicago just wants to do a fire sale and got rid of DeRozan. I mean, his his contract isn't bad, but there's nothing that the Mavs could do to entice Chicago or anybody into, you know, wanting to make that trade. And so even going to next year, it's going to be just kind of like you say all the time, it's going to be the same players on the roster, you know, minus, I believe, Dwight Powell, his contract is fire, and Frank's contract is fire, but, you you know, you still have the usual suspects that's rolling in. Right. Um, no, no, you know, not, not a lot of cap space, no, no picks, and so, you know, it, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, it's a tough deal. It is a tough deal. Uh, you got anything else for us this evening? No, nah, man. I'm just sitting here just thinking about, uh, like I said, just looking at the options. It's, it's not a lot of options. I mean, the best option is, is good coaching. You know, like you said, finding some way to win. And I was thinking about that 2002 lineup. You know, uh, Nash, he knew his job. You know, he was, he was feeding it to guys and they were hitting points. And, you know, you don't have that, that stellar point guard. Um, we got a lot of young uh, well, outside of Kemba, we got a lot of uh, inexperience and not really just like high caliber point guards. So um, I don't know where the scoring would come from unless kids adjust, like you said, put wood in and go for what they know. But, well, we're about, you know, if, if Dorian's hurt at all, so you got Dorian hurt, Maxie hurt, Dwight potentially hurt. Um, we're about to get like Theo Penson and Frank minutes. So everyone, like, the, uh, there's been a lot on on Twitter tonight of people re like like sharing the Mavs like focus on re-signing Theo Pinson, and it's just it's gonna really make like I don't have anything against Theo. I just he's 27 years old. He hits like 27 percent from three. He's not. He's really like he's earnestly. He if you consider like the NBA 450 of the best players in the world with like the back 50 to 100 being kind of interchangeable with other players around the planet, that's where Theo fits. Like he's just he's just not that guy, and it's going to be unfortunate when it's like 
if Luca's playing and Luca finds Theo for an open corner three, like, oh no. And you know what? And just me being a Mass fan, I, I don't know if I'm looking at it objectively, but um, you know, other teams I can see why they're having a fire sale. So you know, it, it's a time for the to Mavs to have a fire sale to you know try to get rid of Dorian and if he's healthy, Dorian and maybe another contract for for a player, you know, to try to get some type of assets because um, they're going to be on the books for a while. And I think the answer is if this if this were a a either a video game or a franchise with a, a, a superstar who was a little more involved, because honestly we just don't know how involved like, like Luca is with the team building. Right. You might consider that. But I think like throwing in the towel right now is something this front office and ownership is unwilling to do, despite it probably making good tactical sense because it sends a bad message. Um, even though I think that like from a pure – I don't know, like game theory bullshit angle. Like, yes, this is, you know, I did this in my fantasy football season for a dynasty league I was in around like week five. I was like, ah, God, I don't have it. So I sold like everything, (laughs) but it's, it's, it's hard to do that when it's real people involved. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is, man. But I'm just thinking about it's either going to be a zero sum gain next season or, or or go for a sunk cost or something because it, I mean, Kid, he's just throwing people in there now, and he has no yeah. option. He he yeah. exhausted all his options early, and now he's just throwing people in there. So, you know, do you just let it get to the point where you just psychologi- where it just psychologically weighs on Luca or or the other teams? And oh. no, it's dark. This is this is like a that's uh, again that's why I named the room this. Where I don't know where the bottom is. It, I think we're pretty close to it, but I don't know what that means, and I don't know what next steps are after you hit that bottom. Yeah, I've, I've been watching. Somebody brought said they've been watching like twenty five years. I started watching back in like man eighty seven, and it, I mean yeah, I've been around for a while. It, it was back when the the cable box was push buttons. But uh, I remember whenever uh, uh, Mark Aguirre left first and went to Detroit, and then I believe after that Sam Perkins went to the Lakers. Um, that, that, no, it could be no. Dallas Shrimp went to the to the Pacers. Then then Sam Perkins went to the Lakers. Um, and then I believe Rolando Blackman and Derek Harper left when uh, uh, Harper went to the Knicks. And so I believe Donaldson didn't sign back. So it was bad. It was like Brad Davis and some more teams, some more guys. And it was rough. And so it just kind of. You're going to love this then since you've been a fan for this long. I was digging because I've been I've known this number was out there, but I didn't really look into it. Dwight Powell's 30 games away from passing Mark McGuire as the all to- as 10th all-time in, in a Mavericks uniform with games played. Wow, that's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Like, wow. it's nothing against Powell. It's just like, good God. Like, like you just think in today's NBA, like, it's just really hard for, for guys to make that kind of a dent with the, the player movement. But Dwight, the, the, we are eight years in a day from Dwight Powell getting traded to the Mavericks. That's crazy. So you say he, he – what number will he be? He'll be 10. And Martin and Aguirre will move to 11. Wow, that's crazy. But if you just think about the history of the Mavericks, outside of Dirk, and you can, you won't find a lot of people that just, like, stuck around for a, a long time. Let's say uh, right. 10 seasons. It's gotta, it's a lot of guys, they came. It's got to be both, you know, ownership and front office and the player, and that's hard to do. It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. And plus, Dallas, they – historically being such a terrible franchise the guys are like man i got shipped to dallas 
and then they either come and then they just leave or you know a couple of guys they kind of reinvent themselves like like uh um, finley whenever he came but yeah it's crazy about pal but yeah to me it's just like another another dark season is like i said they're just a 500 seat a 500 team that's how they've been historically you look at the record they they this is you know hope (laughs) just hope for the best (laughs) well thanks for coming up as always all right all right thank you i love i love that we get fans that are in here that have been fans for like those down there in the chat he's been a fan since 82 uh you know doyle raiders my age and he was a fan probably from when he was five or six years old in the late 80s love that sort of stuff um today's episode is brought to you by cars.com with over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. All right, we're going to keep going through people. We got Ewan who probably wants to go to bed because that's midnight where he is. Hey, what's going on? Welcome, welcome. Yeah, tough loss. Um, I got a few points. Um, from the beginning of the game, as the game started off, if, from the tip off, you can see that Luca was like deferring to like Spencer. Like from the tip, you know, he just passed the ball to Reggie. Reggie brought it up half, past half court. And I'm like, all right, I see this, this is the kind of game it's going to be. This is how they're going to approach the first quarter. And I'd rather Luca approach the game with, all right, I'm going to just, you know, especially this being the first game, him and Wood start together, be more ball dominant in that situation. Because we already know that Spence can't pass. And you saw it in the fourth quarter, he tried to give Wood was wide open on that screen to the to, to the pain for that, for the alley. He just threw it way over his head. And he's looking like, I don't know what I just did, but he can't pass. So in that situation, like, I want Luca to be the Luca that we used to, like, I'm going I'm to run the show. I'm going to do this. I'm going to spam the pick everyone as much as I can. And once I saw that he was deferring that early in the first quarter, I kind of like kind of knew what kind of game was going to be. And that, that, that's kind of what my, you know, the mindset was. Yeah. And um, as like, we already know that we already know the situation with Frank. It's like, you know, me giving Frank this much minutes, you might as well. Why send Hardy to the G League? Like, I understand why he keeps saying, <laughs> let the kid play. We saw Frank had like three turnover. Um, traveling calls like he don't know what to do with the ball. He's not his mindset is not to attack. His mindset is not to shoot. He's just gonna try to swing it. So it's like we're wasting minutes with him and Bullock doing the same thing on the court. It's like it's like that Spider Man meme. I'm you, you're me. It's like him and Bullock are doing the same exact thing. Like they don't know they can't put the ball on the floor. When they get the ball, it's either they swing it or they try to drive and it's a turnover. It's like we have too many of those guys on our team. Too many. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's like too many guys who seem like basketball is like their secondary skill. <laughs> like I don't know how to explain it. It's like Kimba just feels so revolutionary because he does like and granted, he does them incredibly well, so I'm underselling this, but like he he makes basketball plays that feel impossible for half of our roster. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um one more thing is like with Wood, an extension, I I personally wouldn't give him an extension unless they like they figure that they're going to move him somehow. Uh-huh. It's, it's like the flashes, you see flashes of like, kind of like the KP situation. You see flashes of, you know, three-point shooting, you know, some mid-range, but then you see flashes of, 
him him can't post up a guy that's Anthony Edwards and he just like he's like come on man it's like we we've been down this road we've been on the road with the with with the centers or power fours that's frail they don't have no room body weight on them and it's the same exact scenario so it's kind of like I personally feel like we shouldn't give them extension unless they're you know I mean I just I really don't think they will because I think he thinks he can get more money on the open market like um we're an hour into this I doubt his agent will listen to this his agent messages every Mavericks person under the sun after he has a good game like here are his stats did you see this and it's like well, if you're doing like if you're messaging me, what the fuck are you doing when you're talking to the Mavericks? Yeah, so. and I, yeah. I'm gonna leave it with this with the kid with the kid injection. I've always said it from the beginning of the season, even last year. Like, you got to defend Luca more. You got to defend your, your your key players more. And you always yeah. put Luca in that situation, so he's always talking to the ref. He's always, you know, fighting, getting hacked. Like they had a call. They had to play where Kemba got smacked in the face out of bounds, and the ref is right there, and the ref don't call a foul. You just say it's out of bounds, and we're like, like. What do you see in ref? And those, these are calls that kid got to step out there and defend the players. So you let Luca get teed up. You let him get tossed. And after he gets tossed, you're going to show some emotion. But even the emotion that he showed wasn't enough for me. Like, I didn't see him, like, some F-bombs. Well, I didn't see him, like, yelling. This like, is the thing that I, I've <laughs> always, like, he, he, so he and kid are both Hall of Fame. Like, Luca and kid are Hall of Fame basketball talents. And one of the things I think is that he he's brought in to an extent to let Luca play things out on Luca's terms. I would like to see more of him. Like he can, like kid is a kid is a smart man. Okay, I'm very hard on him because I don't think he's very good at explaining basketball, but he knows what he's doing in some very specific senses. And being able to read a superstar is one of those things. To where I think he needs to be much more proactive in getting ahead of things where Luca is going. He exactly. just like, he lets Luca, you know, this is just, a, it's a challenge because Luca is a, is a super duper star and he's developed some really maddening habits that I think the Mavericks have to sort of find a way to work with. Um, and, and kid in particular, I think could step in on his superstars behalf a little more often. I've seen him do it. I, when I sat courtside at a game last year, he does a lot of quiet badgering of the refs. So we're harder on him, I think, than we maybe ought to be in regards to how he is with refs. But I would love to see some demonstrative stuff just so Luca can see it. Exactly. Like it's fighting for, you know, it's, it's, it's fighting for you, for your guy. Yeah, and it's like when we had Rick, like someone said, you know, we we missed Rick. When we had Rick, it could be the, you know, the last guy on the bench that comes in and gets fouled, and Rick is screaming like that guy's a superstar of the team and gets tossed for that, you know. And sometimes, you know, your team need a fire. You well, that's a leadership thing. Fire. You don't have to wait. That's a, and the, yeah. and and he, he just hasn't shown enough of that for me. Like his comments to the media tonight were so. I I I just I didn't like them. I don't want to describe them. I I. It's Marshawn it Lynch. I'm here. Yeah, so I don't like, get fired. It's like, sorry, big guy. It's part of the deal. Like, it's very Don Draper. That's what the money is for. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I... Yeah. But this is, this is rough. It's like every team that we play that missing people is like someone has a career day against us. Somehow, some way, is there, is there a career day? It's just like. You want a career day? Just play the Mavericks, and you look, you have it. And somehow, some way, it'll work out for you. But man, like you said, with all the injuries that we have going on, 
Dodo out, Green out, Maxi out. Right. There's a lot of built-in excuses now that the team has. Yeah. Well, we'll see how much they go. Hopefully, they come out with a little bit more force. I mean, maybe know, like maybe we need Luca to play against Rudy because he really likes. <laughs> that, that's that's what Harpenden was saying on on the um commentary. Don't start Nas Reed again. Start Rudy because Reed can actually put the ball on the floor and be a threat offensively. Right. And you know, all right, man. Talk soon. Thank Thanks you. for hanging out. All right, now we're gonna get special guest. Another special guest friend of the program um we're gonna do two in a row because i see some folks in here so uh, everybody's waiting i appreciate you waiting i'm gonna get to everybody tonight i don't have i have work tomorrow but i don't care um mr mike bibbins you guys know him and his variety of personalities from the internet how you doing buddy doing pretty poorly uh currently uh honestly <laughs> I, I would have much rather been doing anything else besides watching the mad tonight uh speaking of which got any more show recommendations while we're here Ooh. Well, you and I are, are both really excited for the second season of Invincible that's coming. Um, I, I badgered you about Andor. I have badgered you about Reservation Dogs, which have you tried that yet? I have not. I think I'm... I'm okay, so for the mood that we're in, like the collective, like, fuck this mood, <laughs> Reservation Dogs is going to be like a balm on your soul. It okay. is beautiful. I cannot... Somebody says go play uh, Ragnarok. That's a good idea too. Um, lots of good. Okay, yeah, I'm gonna check. I'll check it out. And uh, I think uh, did they get renewed for season three yet? Uh, I don't know. It's kind of one. It's uh, it's like Taika Waititi is involved. Like, there's a lot of like like people that it seems like the kind of show where if they want to make it, they'll. Make it. Okay, I got you. Um, all right, back to the, 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 the maps and they're being trashed. So Dorian Finney-Smith with the adductor strain, that's something that could potentially keep him out, right? So <laughs> are we looking at more Blood Moon Bullock games with 30 minutes and zero points? <laughs> Blood Moon Bullock. <laughs> uh, or are we going to get Frank on ice skate? Oh, God. Uh uh, I mean, the real the real the person that ought to come up, we know this, is if, if he's hurt, Jaden Hardy ought to come get 20 minutes a game. That's the part that annoyed me. Uh, I think people said that, you know, we sent them back down for the showcase. It's like, well, he needs to be showcasing his talents on the Dallas Mavericks right now because we are out of bodies. I mean, uh, call him up, call Dorsey, call McKinley Wright. Like, there is no reason that they need to be down in the, uh, the, the G League right now while we're playing a podcaster in real minutes. I mean, it is real, like like hundred percent, because it is not an exaggeration to say that they need bodies. I mean, how? So every wing that they have, except for Bullock, is. I mean, it's or people that can masquerade as wings. It's dark. It's like, they, why not go? Why not go play them? Yeah, it's. Uh, I, I don't know what we're doing, man. Nothing that makes sense. Well, it's not getting any better either. Like, they're, they're we're 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 heading straight towards the Christmas Day sadness bowl. Um, between the Lakers and the Mavs, and it's just it's going to be Luca and LeBron playing one on one for forty eight minutes. Like that's that's the gist. Like it's it's really, I just I, I can't believe we're here already. I, I I like this was on the range of outcomes for me for this season when they lost Brunson, but I did not think they would actually get here because it it didn't. I just figured they would they'd figure it out. Yeah, it's it's definitely worse than I expected. I allowed myself to be somewhat hopeful for this season. 
Um, with that said, you know, the, the last thing I had to hold on to was the idea of getting rid of some of these old guys and just <laughs> turning it over and trying to get some new blood in here. But now they're all falling apart. So, like, nobody's trading for these guys. It's terrible. It's terrible. So depressing. We spend so much time on this team, and it's like, for what? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me, Kirk. I won't tie up anymore. Sure. Everybody, uh, go subscribe to their wonderful podcast, the Mavs Outsiders Podcast, where you will get incredible. Like you guys think my rants are good. My rants are milk toast compared to to, to Mike's shit. So everybody go uh, have fun with them. Thanks for hopping by tonight. All right. Appreciate yeah, you. Appreciate you. All right. Um coming up next, I gotta get my man Christian who's been waiting forever. 808, what's up, buddy? Yo, Kirk, how you feeling, man? Don't answer that. I'm okay. <laughs> okay, I got this. I've, 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 I've got. So I, when I went to the zoo tonight, I had to put the puppy in a crate. And when I got home, she yeah. has basically been like, "Fuck you," on repeat. And so uh, we're here. She's tugging a toy while sitting next to me. So if anybody hears anything weird, it's all good, man. I got a quick stat for you. Um, can you guess where the Mavs are as far as net rating in the NBA? Hmm, that's a good question. It's probably 15 to 20. They're actually 10th. Yeah. Ooh, okay. So out of that, so from 1 to 15, can you guess how many of those teams are below 500? None. I don't know. That's a great question. These are good questions. Only one of them. That's the Mavericks. I mean, I don't really count the Warriors because they, they weren't out of stuff. So right. the Mavericks are the only team in the top fifteen with a, a below five hundred record. We that just just disgusting, keep just historic markers left and right. Oh God, that's awful! It's awful. Even... I just don't get it, man. Like I'm watching these games, and I I truly don't understand how people were walking on Twitter for the last two three weeks. Saying Luca doesn't need help. Like, are you watching the games? You're obviously not. You're just step, um, you know, watching the stats. Well, that's my, that's my favorite thing about basketball Twitter. It's just like the only people who can really afford to watch games all day are jobless twenty somethings or like trust. It's like it's impossible. There's so much basketball. So and and like, why would you choose to watch a Mavericks game? Exactly. There's 30 teams in the NBA. You tell them you're watching a majority of those games so you know what's going on. You don't. But, like, I don't know why Jane Hardy is still in the G League. Like, this team has been struggling for weeks. And you see he gives you a nice offensive punch. The man had 10 points in 10 minutes a couple games ago. Like, where is the common sense? There is none from the top to the bottom. Like, the fact that Theo Pinson is still getting minutes on an NBA roster is despicable. Like, I say it all the time. We could give the same energy that Theo Pinson gives on an NBA. Right. Roster. It's not hard. Might be better podcasters, too. Who knows? Might be. I don't even want to talk about this team anymore, man. Like, the Bulls are pissing me off. The Mavs are breaking <laughs> you're, you're really in a den of sadness for the two teams you watch. And think about it. The Timberwolves just destroyed both of them. <laughs> Which is really saying something. It is, man. Hopefully they win the next game, but knowing what the the walk is going to look like, man, might as well start McKinley right. 
We'll see, because maybe it'll get that bleak. Because sometimes it feels like when the, when it rains, injuries it pours. It well, does. thank you, thank you, man. You have a good All night. Right. All right, we're gonna keep going here. I'm sure Chris, uh, Mister Mister Haley here, wants to go to bed. I didn't mean to keep it this long. We had a lot of people I hadn't seen in a while. Oh, you there? Yeah. There we go. What's up? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I, th- I thought I took myself off. I was too tired to talk, but I guess I'll talk for a second. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, the injury bug. It just kind of sucks. It's kind of hitting us now. Um, I mean, this just shows you right there all those games we dropped when we were fully healthy the first 20 games of the season, several games that we just dropped from one reason or another. You know, it's just it just sucks that we're here now, and now we're – Ugh, this Frank Milikina thing is just killing me. Three travels. I mean, missing lay- wide open layups. I mean, he he tried to force that one three getting blocked. I mean, it's just it's <laughs> this is sick. I checked my. I just happened to check my timeline and I saw just like various people being like, "No." <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much was said. This team is very frustrating. I just hope we don't have the same outcome on Wednesday since we have to play them again. But I don't know. Maybe Luke will come back with a vengeance. We'll get a win, but. Yeah, we get a win. Let's say we get a win on Wednesday. We play the Rockets on Friday. I mean, you think bad team, right? We're gonna might win, but the way this season's been going, it's like it seems like any team we play, it's like we have a potential to lose. I don't know. Just a, this, this is a tough, tough thing. I'm just thinking of worst case scenarios here. I'm like, should we convey that pick? Or I think the worst case scenario would be if we got that tenth seed. Yes. We got we, we got into the play in, and then we get knocked out of the play in tournament, and then we lose. Um, we lose our draft pick. Yes, that that's the that's the darkest timeline. Yeah, yeah. I really don't have much else to say because I kind of backed out. I'm like just tired, but yeah, just this team is just uh, it's very very dark times right now. But hopefully things will get better. I just don't see help coming. They're just gonna have to. I would say call half the legends team and just bring them up, <laughs> put them on the mass team and see what happens, man. I don't know, but it just sucks. We're paying. JaVel McGee, all this money, and uh, I just can't stand seeing how this roster is built right now. It's, it's pretty sickening. Well, thanks for hanging out, man. Always appreciate appreciate yeah. you listening. Yes, sir. Have a good day. All right. Um, this is great. My puppy is now torturing my older dog, and he's just like, dude, it's 1130. Why, why is this happening? Chris, welcome. Chris and Rolando Blockman there. That's fantastic. See if the audio is going to work for Chris tonight. Chris, if, uh, if you want to try to, uh, I'm going to remove you and you come back up in a minute and we'll, we'll see if we can get it to work. Um, let's try it again here. See if that'll work for you. All right. Um, okay. Let's go with Dwight. Hey, Dwight. How's it going? My man, can you hear me? Hey, sorry, I didn't mean to keep you that long. Long, no, long man. list of people waiting to go. No, no, no worries, no worries. So, I'm going to be quick, man. Brother, I just, what I would say to the fan base, and I mean, you've kind of already been touching on it all night. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Um, I don't think there's any one move one big move they can make to to fix it. Uh, we just got to grind it out, man. This this year's gonna stink. Um, 
they're going to be bad around 500 the whole year. And I don't know. I don't think they'll blow it up. Uh, I don't think they'll trade the old guys because, like you said, it does send a really, really bad message. But you just kind of got to eat it, man. I, I don't think there's anything they could do realistically that could save this year and just hope something changes in the offseason. Um, it just, like you said, it just sucks because I was pretty – people were so upset when certain people picked us to be in the play-in, and I was like, oh, I, I think that's a possibility. I think it's a real possibility, but not even I thought it would look like this, not at this point. Yes, and that's where it's just it's it's like you never want to come into a season being like this is going to be terrible. It's no fun to talk about. So it's like, why are we watching? You know, why are we spending this much time on it? It's just. It, it, I don't it'd be know. different if it was fun, man. Like it, if they were just playing. You know, if you're starting Christian Wood, you're kind of going to be a bad defense. It, it just is. That's the Christian Wood experience. It'd be different if they were scoring a bunch of points and just letting the other teams score a bunch of points. It's well, still boring. So, you know, SJ, our friend SJ talks about this to a degree. Lots of people who like the X's and O's elements of the, of the game have sort of inched into this, but nobody really wants to come out and say it. But the Mavericks don't run offense. The, we have this guy who occasionally contributes to MavsMoneyBall.com. who's really a Wolves writer. His name is Joe Holbert. And he just messaged me tonight, just basically saying, like, the Mavs run like a ninth grade scheme. Like, what are they doing? And, like, some variation could help make this team a little bit more watchable because, like, you run sets and stuff to get the most out of, out of limited talent. I don't, I don't understand. I feel crazy. No, you're not crazy. And it's, it's weird because, like, that's, you have Luca and he always gives you an advantage and, Whatever, whatever. I think even Spencer, since he's been here, has been one of the better isolation players. But that, that's just putting two guys in a really high stress environment. I just, it's not fair to either one of them. And I don't know. The only question I have, if you know, I, I'm I leave the film breakdown to SJ. I wonder if I feel like we did this when Rick was here too, though. So it makes me wonder if this, if our offensive, I, I feel our out of timeout plays were a lot better. But as far as like just the general offense, it was basically spread the floor, let Luca do his thing. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. It's very, it's very frustrating. Because <sighs> like the the lack of when you have a player that's this talented, the fact that they're not fun to watch feels like an organizational indictment. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I don't know, man. I'm, I'm on, I, you can move on to the next person because I really, for even those of us that weren't super high, it's like, dude, this is still worse than any of us imagined. <laughs> this soon. Right. It's terrible. Ugh. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you listening. I appreciate you hanging out. Um, What's shoot? I'm sorry, man. It's it's late. Plug plug your show. Oh, 21 going on 77. It's uh me and SJ being angry about the maps. They record about once a week. It's always an excellent listen where they cover not just the Mavs but a variety of stuff. I I enjoy y'all's back and forth because uh, she has some 
strongly held opinions, and so do you, which is that's the best audio. There we go. There we go. I appreciate it, brother. Sure thing. All right. Um, Doe, what's up? Give Doe a second here to find that unmute button so we can hear his uh, phone honking at him like we do most nights. It's the best part of this app. Hey, buddy. What's happening? This scenario is going to come true. Most of our roster will get hurt. We could tank and maybe even pick up a high lottery pick. That's what I'm hoping for. See, I can't say that out loud, man, but I love this draft class so much. There was a there, – there's like – if you there's just draft stuff is fun because it's about potential. It's all about projection and I'm not quite there yet, but there's like six dudes that I just love to pieces. There's this guy on Arkansas named Anthony black who went to my high school, who is like, I would love to see him with Luca. And I just, I can't even, I like my brain can't even go there. There, there there's so many fun dudes and it's, it's, we're just, we're not going to have a pick. So why are we, Man, I just would want to see us play entertaining ball. Let's get the G League guys in here. Let's play as many young guys as we can. Let's see what Christian Woods got. Let's let's just try to outscore the other team. And if we don't, let's get a high lottery pick. But my only problem with that is Cuban can fuck up a top one pick. I mean, if we were top the lottery, somehow he'd fuck that up. Hey, man, they did draft Lucas. We got to give him credit for at least making the, the that good choice. One good choice in what a decade and a half. <laughs> Josh Howard, Luka Doncic. <laughs> long, long time. I know what you mean. Wait a minute, we got Devin Harris though. That was a good pick. Yeah, I guess that was after. For some reason, my brain always says puts Devin Harris with like two thousand. Ow, two thousand seven. Sorry, dog. Dog bit me. <laughs> Just, what a ridiculous. Like, why do I have a puppy? Who? Do you guys remember when I got this puppy during the playoffs? Yes. I'm not a smart man. I got to tell you that much. Lila Rose, you stop it. All right. <laughs> Thanks so much, Doe. We'll talk soon. All right, Kurt. Thanks, sir. Appreciate you yep. putting this on. All right. Coming up next, we have. Yeah, she just wants to play. She just wants to play. We got to put her on the Mavericks. She's got that dog in her. All right. Closing us out is Sam. What's up, Kirk? How you doing? I am good. That's good. I wasn't even going to come up, but it's, you know, I had to speak my piece. Uh, two quick points. First of all, with the, the rookie thing with Jaden Hardy, like everybody's saying, you know, at this point, just play him. I look at a team like the Nuggets last year who didn't have, you know, Jamal Murray and a couple other players, and they were just playing Bones Highland, and look at him now. He's a, you know, key rotation piece for their team. And they were able to trade away a guy like Monte Morris and Will Barton and, and to get better pieces in Bruce Brown and KCP because they were able to play guys like Bones Highland. And this year they're playing Christian Brown, the uh, Brown, excuse me, the dude from Kansas, which, you know, another rookie, they're just developing him. And who knows, he might become a trade asset, which we didn't do. Well, if it makes you feel any better, yeah. their fans bitch that, that he doesn't get played enough. All right, well, I know what you mean, I though. I, I, I do understand. What it's like, I, I guess I'm making that as a point to say, like, this feels like a refrain that everyone has, except for Warriors fans who all but the crazy ones hate James. Yeah, that, that's weird. I mean, I, I still have faith in Wiseman. I just I think he'll figure it out. But um, last point I got is um, I don't know if you follow this dude on Twitter, um, Legend of Winning. Uh, I guess he goes by low. You know, he's an NBA content creator. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, he actually put out a video about Luca today. And basically, it's called Luca's an NBA Hell. And he goes through like the four stages of where it's uh, good stats. You know, he always puts up impressive stats, uh, bad teammates, no championships, and then criticism. So I think we're already kind of, because we're not getting no NBA championship anytime soon with this team. So I think we're almost at the stage of criticism where he's already been getting criticized a little bit just because of all the complaining he does and all the just whatever he does. It's like he doesn't pass the ball enough to his teammates, even though he has like the most potential assist in the league, <laughs> you know, just little things like that. But it's just crazy how that 2019 everything really screwed up this team in hindsight. And I, I'm I'm still not mad about Porzingis because I was hype as fuck whenever we traded for him because I was like, okay, this is the guy. And it just didn't work out. This, this shit happens. Like, it just happens. But everything from that point, from the trade to the offseason where we just failed miserably to 2020 where it just seemed like we were just swapping one piece for another, it was Josh Richardson's going to do it. Oh, no, let's trade him for oh, – we had DeLon Wright. Oh, we, got his, we got this guy. Now we got, you know, we get Willie Colley Stein. <laughs> you know, he's going to help the team. And it's just mistake after mistake, miss after miss. It's like we're a baseball team and we're swinging below 200. So it's just it's, – it's kind of disgraceful at this point, just, you know, with, with Cuban. And I don't want to say the passion's gone because before 2011, it just seemed like we were always trying to go for it. And the difference between then and now is just the league is just way more talented. So well, the, and ownerships and other groups of people have caught up with like like the Mavericks always considered themselves the smartest guys in the room, and when you look at Donnie Nelson's track history over you know from the like like he will he was really like really unorthodox, but it's just like at a certain point you know Cuban went from being the young tech owner to being just another like one of these rich people like all these people make their money they're not stupid. Like there aren't really dumb owners in the in, in the NBA anymore. You're not getting away with this. Sorry, that's dog dog toy stuff. Um, and it's just it's it's just a different. Yeah, and I mean, hell, you look at a uh, the Warriors owner Joe Lacob. That now he's the smartest guy in the room, you know, because what he did, we got lucky with Steph. But yeah, everybody's now. There's there's really no excuse. Cuban's never really been a great team builder per se. He was just able to, you know, make moves, and then we just happened to have the one lucky move that worked in 2011. Uh, but other than that, I mean, like you said, our drafts have been horrible. Besides Josh Howard, we had Marquise Daniels in the second round. Like, we just give away second-round picks. You never Undrafted, know. I like, think, was Keese. I love that guy. God, he was f- – Oh, yeah, yeah, he was undrafted. But, like, I mean, Jokic is a two-time MVP, and he was a second-round pick. At this point, you just – you got to take a swing at somebody. You can't draft a Sotnam saying and just be like, oh, we're just doing it because we think he could do something. Then he's well, gone. It's, it's an Asian favor. It's embarrassing. I mean, at least like Hardy, I think we get ahead of ourselves on Hardy, not because I, it's just, it's, it's, we're, but we're, everybody's getting really excited because it's like, oh, wait, this guy could play basketball now? That's crazy. All right. It's just, it's just the potential because, I mean, if he had done anything in the, um, with the G League at night, he would have been a top ten pick, top five. Pick. Yeah. Instead, he instead he looked like a young man, and that's okay. He's 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 better now, and that's that's. Yeah, development is key, and we just stop the, the the development of players. And you know, besides Luca, like somebody said earlier, I mean, half our team's above thirty, so we're not a young team. So it's like we're stuck in the middle, which you don't want to be in the NBA. If we're lucky, 
at this point will be a nine seed or a 10 seed. And if we're lucky, we'll get out the play. And then, you know, we'll probably get stopped by a Memphis or, well, for some reason we play good against Memphis, but you know, New Orleans or Phoenix or wherever like that. But this is literally the Atlanta Hawks of last year. <laughs> this is literally what we talked about in the offseason. Like, hey, Atlanta Hawks got hot. They got to the Eastern Conference Finals, and then the next year they were horrible. They got hot at the end and made the play-in, and then they got into the playoffs and got smoked by Miami. That's right. So this year, I mean, if you got that guy, so it's like you could never count him out, but <laughs> we're, we're not <laughs> we're not doing nothing this year. This team's a joke so far, so I don't know what else to think about. Well, now that we've sufficiently buried them, now they're going to go in 70% of their games for some fucking reason. Um, and <laughs> because basketball, like basketball makes no sense. Uh, that That's the thing. Well, thank you for closing this out. I appreciate you coming in once again. Hey, not a problem. Have a good night. All right. I am going to go return this dog to the animal shelter because she is being mean. Um, all right. Check out mousemoneyball.com. We got plenty of stuff up and appreciate you hanging out and we will talk with you guys soon. Be good. I'm Mark Chapman. Welcome to the Planet Premier League podcast. Each week, Cesc Fabregas, Nader Manua and myself talk all things Premier League. As a player, you don't have time to talk. No. You don't have time to make a plan. You just need to deal with wave after wave after wave. We watched Coach Carter and he said, oh, afterwards, the game's just about doing this for your teammates. And I remember looking around halfway through the film and half the squad was asleep. <laughs> Planet Premier League. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.